Welcome to the Legends and Masters show, everyone. I'm your host, Tom Wheeler, and I'm very excited to introduce our guest today. And he's an awesome actor, stunt performer, featured in many films and TV shows. Uh, he's a martial artist. We have a, a lot of great things to cover today. So welcome the man of action himself, Vic Plajas. Hello, sir. Hey, what's going on, brother? What's up? In post, what's I'll, up, I'll put in the, the audience applause first. It's all good. Uh, man, thank you for taking time uh, to be on the show. I really do appreciate it. Um, we've had Thanks some. Yo, you got it. We've had some people on the show: Lauren, Mary, Kim, uh, Stephen Keffer. We just talked about this a little bit. Uh, spoke people. highly of you, and I love your work. And that's the great thing when I get I get the research as well. People come on the show. It's like, oh man, not only was he in this, but he trains with this, and so you see all these other cool little uh, uh, footnotes, so to speak, uh, cool. to things. So, man, like. It's kind of, I always try to get the elephant in the room all the way up front. We have this crazy pandemic going on. It's affecting Ugh. everybody. I know people are making adjustments and things right now. Uh, what, how have you been adjusting? Um, I mean, you know, just pretty much like everyone else, you know, you try to train at home and not wreck the living room or destroy your furniture <laughs> yeah. and yeah. <laughs> try to do as much as you can with whatever limited space that you have and stay in shape. I guess trying to stay motivated because you know, you can also get really complacent and, and kind of bummed out because you're you're like not around your training partners. You're not around yeah. the people that you normally see on your weekly or daily routine. And, it, you know, you always get to that point where you're like, man, what day is it today? Yeah. Is it Wednesday? Is it Thursday? Like, you know, you start to lose track of time. Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah. Time's relative and it's pretty hard. Um, yeah. Yeah. Imagine. I, yeah. Especially trying to do, I don't know, like tricking or anything in your your. Your, your place has got to be pretty tough. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a tricker. Like, I, I just work on, like, my basic martial arts. and Oh, just, cool. You know, trying to stay motivated. I think the the, the biggest thing is, like, time management, right? Because you have – before, like, you usually have no time. Because like, I got to get up. Yes. I got to go to the gym. I got to go to set. I got to go to class. I got to go train. I got to go spark. And now you have all this free time, and you're like, okay. Um, yeah. Well, I guess I'm gonna go on YouTube and teach myself how to do something, and now yeah, I'm gonna right, yeah, something. you know, clean clean the apartment, walk the dog, <laughs> play play a video game, like you know, figure something out. Write that novel you always been wanting to do. No, yeah, you know, <laughs> check all the stuff off the bucket list. I'm gonna teach myself how to speak a new language today, or whatever. Right, it is. right. You know, I uh, I I my day jobs like seven days a week. I train. I have a I own my own Brazilian Jiu Jitsu academy. We also teach sambo and judo. Uh, nice. more, more the grappling side of things nice. um and yeah like that that went from like like 12 hour days seven days a week to nothing yeah <laughs> you know and you had to just online uh what what uh martial arts uh or i guess a more appropriate question is what martial arts have you started with and then obviously we'll, we'll work our way through to more present day uh yeah the 64 million dollar question uh yeah. i i mean like everybody i started with like karate when i was like eight or seven you know you start with like shotokan or like some local gym or whatever and like you don't really know what you're doing you just know that like bruce lee was awesome so you want to do what bruce lee does and you want to yeah. kick and do the flying side kicks and all that crazy stuff yeah speaking of which throw some yeah stuff as we go through. yeah yeah so you know you want to do that when you're a kid and not hopefully not destroy your mother's living room yeah. um <laughs> so i did karate for a little bit um and then I really didn't pick martial arts back up till I was about, I want to say like in my mid twenties. 
Well, okay. You know, did a couple of point sparring tournaments and stuff here and there when I was living out in Puerto Rico. Um, and then when I was in my 20s, I remember watching uh, Mark DeCostas and Only the Strong. Oh, man. Yeah. Good pull. Yeah. 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 Amazing. So by then, I was already living in New York. And I was like, I have to train Capoeira. Like, I, ha yeah. I have to find oh, a Capoeira. I just school. started, man. It is. I, I love it. I've been really focused more on uh, movement training anyways. Yeah. Especially doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. It kind of goes hand in hand with it. Yeah. So you've been mm -hmm. doing cap Capoeira for a, a while now? Yeah. So I did Capoeira for about six years. Um, nice. did regional, did Angola, like, you know, mess around whatever style of capoeira I could find. Cause it nice. was like, you know, I wanted to do capoeira. That was like my thing. It's like, I'm in New York. I have to find a capoeira school. Yeah. <laughs> um, did that for about six years and I would run into a, a mutual friend of my capoeira instructor at the time, like every so often, his name is Dan Anderson. He runs uh, Anderson's martial arts in New York city. Oh, okay. And, they're under uh, Guru Danny Santo. And every time nice. I run into him, he'd be like, hey, when are you going to come to train with me? Yeah. And it's like, you know, dude, I can't, I, I can't afford it at the time. And I was working security. I didn't have the money. I was like, oh, I, I can't. Really? Okay. So every time he would see me, when are you going to come train with me? And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I'm, you know, you kind of feel bad if I keep turning the man down. Yeah. And I was like, I, yeah. So I wouldn't give him a reason you know, specifically why, but finally I was like, dude, like, honestly, I, I can't, I can't afford, I don't think I can afford it. So he was like, you know what? Come by the school, uh, take your free intro lesson, your private, whatever, one of my instructors, and we'll talk about it after, afterwards, if you're, oh, cool. if you like okay. what you get. Cool. Go take my private lesson, you know, take your basic Kali, Eskrima, some JKD, some trapping. I was like, oh, cool. Very I'm nice. in love. Yeah. Yeah, but there's the money. Yeah. So, you know, we talk about price and this and that and the third. And he's like, well, you know, this is what you'll need to take is, you know, you're a beginner. You don't have to worry about the advanced classes. You don't have to worry about, you know, all this other stuff that's extra fee. This is this will be your base rate. And he goes, anything else will work with you because, you know, you're your your friend and your family. Oh, uh, that's awesome, man. So started training and I've been there for 11 years. I think it's going to be in February. Man, that's, yeah. that's awesome start to that, though. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, uh, started with, like, JKD because, obviously, you know. Yeah, yeah you got to represent Bruce Lee. Yeah, yeah, you know. I even stopped and, asking that to, you know, martial artists. I just stopped asking the question, like, who's your, you know, biggest influence is everybody. It's Bruce Lee. It's Yeah, 90% of the times you're going to get a Bruce Lee. Like, occasionally, but, well, you know what? I have some of my friends that. Yeah. Well, list as an influence like Van Damme. Okay. Because you know you remember Bloodsport, and it's first oh, yeah. you see some dude doing a split between two chairs, and you're like, "Oh shit, I gotta try that." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or you know, I have a friend of mine that listed like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that first 1990s film that he was like, "I wanted to be a Ninja Turtle, and that drove me to do martial arts." Wow. It's yeah. It's it's uh, you never know what, what inspires you, and uh, yeah. we you kind of touched on the the subject a little bit. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't want to skim over. Uh, you lived in Puerto Rico. Are you usually like from there, or you had, or your family moved there at some point? Or? I I I was born and raised primarily in New York, and uh, okay. I moved to Puerto Rico when I was about twelve. So wow. I'm, you know, Afro Caribbean. Yeah, you know, Black Puerto Rican. And well, the last name kind of gives away a little bit. <laughs> yeah, 
and I lived there for about 16 years because uh, I my mother had a daughter uh, before me, so okay. she wanted to be closer to her, my sister. So we moved over there in order to be a whole family. That's and awesome. then when I became okay. of age, I moved back to New York. What was it? What was it like living there for you? I mean, especially you know, mo you know, most of your life. I mean, when you're like, what did you say, 12 when you went back? You kind of yeah. a little more self-aware, right? So what was that shift like for you? Uh, you know what? Honestly, it was weird in the sense of like you grow up in New York and like my grandmother and like my cousins were all here in, in the States. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, we're going to take you out of school and take you to like an island where you don't know anyone. And yeah. I could not speak Spanish very well. Wow. So okay. That'd be a big I, shift. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, you know, when I got there, I was like getting bullied at school and getting teased because, you know, you're wow. the, the American when you go over there, the gringo. Yeah. <laughs> and on top of that, you're the new kid. Oh uh, yeah. The double whammy on that one. Right? <laughs> yeah. So you're like the new kid who barely speaks the language. You, you know, they think that you think you're the, you know, you're it because you're from New York and you're like, dude, I just got here. Like, I'm just trying to make some friends. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. And uh, that's a big shift. Then, man. That's a big shift. Yeah. And then the shift was weird because when I would come back to New York, to New York on vacation, it was the opposite because I had a little bit of an accent and I spoke Spanish. People were like, oh, you're the Latino who's here, the, you know, the little country boy from Puerto Rico. And I'm like, no, dude, I was born here. Like, what do you I'm like? No. <laughs> wow. Very interesting. You know, you know, if you will, your own story arc, your own origin story. I know you, yeah. I know you're, you're part of a lot of superhero stuff. Once you get into that in a minute. Oh uh, uh, yeah. Like, but, can't tell. Yeah, that's awesome. I guess the other thing, you know, I see, uh, you know, especially researching things uh, or even looking on your social media, which mm. any, I'll post uh, all your links at the end here as we go yeah. throughout, but uh, everybody should, you should check out his social media, his, his Instagram and his YouTube channel. Like you, you could see a lot of the, the action that he brings to that by itself. But uh, you do like, man, you're, you're not just in a lot of different productions and things, but you, you like you experience life. You're, it seems like you're always, you're everywhere, you know, and you're really, it seems like you're really uh, getting into what you're into, man. Like, well, mm -hmm. it looked like some conventions and then over here, some training. And then uh, I really dig that. Is, is that something that you just are uh, really trying to make sure, even though you get a busy schedule, oh, it's not as busy now with everything, but you always yeah. try to make sure you get that in. Uh, like one thing that I always like me and my father, my father's like really big into comic books. He was always oh, big into cool. comic books. He was always big into literature, Greek mythology, oh, cool. martial That's arts. Yeah. Like my first Christmas gift was a pair of like foam nunchucks. Hey, raise them right, right there. <laughs> yeah, right. And you know, we would sit down and watch like Enter the Dragon and Chinese Connection back then on Laserdisc. So comic books was always a thing that was like my father and I always share. Like anytime there was a comic book movie, I like we would go see like 89 Batman together, the Ninja yeah. Turtles movie, the X-Men films, Cap the Dolph Lundgren Captain uh, not Captain America, Dolph Lundgren uh, Punisher movie. Punisher oh yeah. That's un so underrated we, by the way. That that was that yeah. was solid. You know, I mean obviously you didn't have the te technology had now they do now, but yeah it was solid. But yeah go ahead. Yeah. So we that was always our thing. So it kind of carried over uh and my upbringing and my love for like comic books and comic book lore. And like, I go to the conventions, I'm friends with a bunch of artists, like the piece that's behind me right now oh. is from a good friend of mine uh, named Jason Palmer. So Jason he does Palmer. all the, yeah, he does all the artwork for like Lucasfilm. 
So oh, I, I actually went to That's Star amazing. Wars Celebration a couple years ago, and he did this. What was that like? That looks oh, amazing. Dude. It was crazy. And he does killer work. I, I, I always take my. We always go to the Comic Con conventions. I don't even know why they yeah. call it Comic Con anymore. It's not just comic. I mean, it's, it's nah. just pop culture explosion. You know that, dude. I remember walking into Comic Con when it was thirty five dollars to get in. There was <laughs> no one there. No, like you literally could walk and buy a ticket and just literally like ride a bicycle through the entire convention center and like not smacking anyone. Yeah. Now it's chaos. Oh, it's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's amazing. So yeah. I, I, going there and, and I mean, that's the other thing, like um, in your line of work or even going to conventions and just mm -hmm. rubbing elbows, you know, making friends uh, you, yeah, you start getting these different like meeting artists and networking and things like that. I mean, that, yeah. That's an amazing uh, aspect to what you do, um, but you, yeah. So you guys always go to conventions and uh, different things yeah. like that. And and he'd always be very big on like you know support your local artists. If you see somebody nice. that has yeah. a comic book, and even if it's not like a big name like Marvel or DC, you know you know the dude put his heart and soul into it. For sure. You know what? Take your five dollars and you know what? Here you go, dude. And just see what they got because you never know that that person might be the next big thing or it, even if he's not, it might be something that's just worth your time. So anytime I go to a convention, I always go to the artist alley first and I go see the yeah. artist. I go to the, you know, the local artist, the big artist, small artist, and oh. I try to buy something off of like anybody's table that I find interesting and which I'm clearly running out of space, but yeah. <laughs> you know, you do what you can. That's the one problem with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I had, I at one point I had more, uh, uh, art up on the walls and family pictures. I'm like, ah, man, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get, get crap for this. I, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I got my, my little books yeah. and stuff now. Yeah. If I have a yard sale, I'll be outside for like two years. Stuff. Yeah. It's, it's, but yeah, ridiculous. It's, it, yeah, that's the other great thing. Yeah. You go to the, these, you know, different conventions and it's just art artistry and, and, uh, and, and finding treasures. Like I didn't know mm -hmm. this person even existed and, and, and things like that. We even had uh, like a week ago, someone I ran into in the, we're in Illinois. So, um, like Chicago Comic Con, uh, ran into these guys and and I bought like half the booth. You just run into an artist you never heard of and it's amazing. So yeah, I, you know another thing you do kind of segue uh, back into a little bit with the the martial arts still art. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> back mm -hmm. then, I mean, you it seems like you, know, you get to kind of train here and there with a little everybody. Uh, the amazing one and only boss <laughs> Rutan himself. Oh, I love that man. Uh, Anderson Silva. Yeah. Just name dropping a little bit and then. The legend himself, Dan Insano. Yeah. I mean, dude, yeah. and you trained with the, uh, I, I believe it, at least Dan Insano a couple of times, right? Or, or uh, yeah, like like he comes to the East Coast and he does like his seminars every year. And you just so go, I right? try yeah, as much as I can to go and see the man because he is getting up there in age. Yeah, and still spry, man. He, I mean, dude, he's it's it's infuriating and it's inspiring because <laughs> it's a history lesson and a martial arts class at the same time. So he'll okay. give you a combination and then he'll start telling you like where the combination originated and how it was transformed through time and how the Filipinos do it and how the Thais do it and how the Burmese do it and how they do it in Indonesia. And by the time he's done talking, he goes, okay, let's do the combination number one. And you're like, yeah, <laughs> well, well, that's a lot of knowledge, again. man. <laughs> it's a lot of, but it is anyone that has the chance to train with a man, please do so because I, I'm always big on like it's not only it's not enough to know how to do a technique. You also have to know what's behind the technique. Why are you doing that technique that way? That's a great. Why point. is it called what it's called? What's the history behind it? Um, 
you know, when I used to teach Muay Thai, I used to tell the students, it's like, what would you do right now if someone were to ask you, hey, I don't know anything about martial arts. Uh, what's this Muay Thai thing you're doing? Like, why is it called Muay Thai? Yeah. Oh, okay. So you're saying, yeah. Yeah. So you, you don't you, want to be you, like, because, uh... yeah, because at the end of the day, you are the representative. You're the living embodiment of the art, right? The the art by itself. Yes. It's just great art. point. But you are the living embodiment. You're the living expression of the martial art. So it is your responsibility as a martial artist to know the history of what you're doing, not to just do it for the sake of doing it to look badass or to fight or to kick somebody's ass. Right. Because Great it, point. It, it, it's just martial. There's no art to it. So you have to know right. your history. You have for to sure. know your history because at the end of the day, your responsibility also as a martial artist is to pass the art forward. It's how it lives on, right? It lives on through you and then you pass it forward onto someone else. Exactly. You want to pass it on properly. That makes that that's a that's wisdom right there. Uh, you know, that's another thing I love about doing this show and interviewing super interesting people like yourself is you you do pick up uh, like not just motivation, but inspirational sides of things. I mean, that that you just said there is not. I mean, you can apply to anything. You know, learning a, the guitar or you know, I mean, yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, it's just dude, know your craft. Like if you're spending X amount of hours a week beating up your body, kicking a bag or rolling yeah. or whatever, lifting weights, fencing, swinging a stick. And someone comes up to you and they go, Hey, why is that technique called whatever name? And you're like, uh, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, okay, so you mean to tell me you spend all this time doing this and you have no idea what it's called. So like, does that make any sense? It, you get like, um, the full intimate knowledge and, and under, full understanding and if you got that full understanding, your application is that much yeah. greater. Yeah, I, I totally yeah. back that up. And you actually and got the. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, and it just it gives you like a deeper appreciation for what you're doing. For sure. Because you know the history behind it. You're like, oh my god, you know, like so many people have died, or so many people have done X, Y, Z with it, or this came okay. from this generation up to like now and to where you are now. So you have a deeper appreciation of like what you have. That's amazing. Yeah. It's that's truth, right? It's exactly exactly it. Uh, and you actually, in more ways than one, got to apply that live yourself. Uh, I, yeah. I saw that you had this post here. You had a, a, a fight, uh, man. Like, was that the only one? I, I don't even know. No, I, I competed a couple of times in uh, uh, Thai boxing and Glory Rules and Muay Thai. Um, nice. Uh, did a WK tournament years ago in Richmond, Virginia. And then after that, I just started coaching guys and, you know, teaching and coaching professional fighters. And I coached uh, one of the fighters, although, you know, when he went to glory to compete in Vegas at the Hard Rock. And, you know, I assisted my instructor helping the guys as well when they were going to fight and training them and helping them out. And, you know, again, just paying it forward, right? Because someone gave me the chance, pay it forward. That's a, a great attitude instead of like, because, uh, <clears throat> yeah, you do see different, you know, everybody's got their own path, right? Their own journey. Yeah. and. You do see some guys like, hey, I, I pay you this much money a month or whatever, and it's like a more like a customer vibe. But mm -hmm. most martial arts throughout history, even to current day and for the future, are more uh, like you just said, like honor, respect, pay it forward, and all that. And, and yeah, getting that that full understanding into it, and that I imagine had to greatly set you up for what inevitably came your career path, which is acting and stunts and things like that. Is that, was that the thing that kind of led you to it or? 
Uh, I mean, kind of in, indirectly in a way because you do learn a lot about yourself ironically when you're in a ring with another human being trying to take your head off. <laughs> yeah. You kind of start to figure out like, okay, this is the point in time where I have to bite down on this mouthpiece and say, Jesus, take the wheel and let's go for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, once the fight is over and you come out of the other side unscathed, you're like, oh, I survived. Oh, okay, I'm alive. Like, I'm good. Like, I can, you know, I, I, I can manage this because at the end of the day, again, my opinion, yeah, combat is just functioning under pressure. That's all nice. it is, right? Someone is yeah. putting you in a situation where most people are uncomfortable because it is violent. It is someone trying to bring violence your way in the form of competition. Mm -hmm. You're going to get hurt. You're going to have to hurt them at a certain point in time. Right. Yeah. But you have to keep mental clarity of what you're doing because you don't want to brutalize the person. You just want to outsmart them. Right. Great way to work. Yes. Awesome. So it, it is functioning under pressure and just understanding that you'll make it to the other side. Awesome. So that yeah. has kind of helped me out throughout everything else in life. It's like, you know, anytime you encounter an obstacle in life, it's just learning how to function under pressure. That's amazing. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, just that alone, that that would carry a lot of people through in many things. I mean, yeah. even, you know, whether it's setting up for, a fight or, or getting ready for a big scene or something like that. It has to be, yeah. it's gotta be, it's, it's the same. It's universal. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like anything. It's like, you know, you go on a job interview, you know, you're under pressure, right? Your palms are sweaty. You're yeah. someone sitting in front of you. Oh, tell us why you'd be a good asset to our company. And you're like, uh, you know, your brain <laughs> is like, I want it cause I need money, but you're like, okay, I can't say that. So what do I, so you're under this pressure to try to say the right thing to get the job. Right. So you're right. functioning under pressure. The same difference. Unless you go stepbrothers with it and uh, you tag yeah. team the <laughs> Yeah, tag team the interview. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's uh I thought that was amazing. You know, obviously, you know, knowing of you from people that have recommend you know, brought your name up quite a bit. And I'm like, mm -hmm. you know, I I I know I know his work, and and I'm gonna start uh, delving into some of that now. Um and uh I'll put up one picture here. We'll, we could take up each one individually or whatever, but uh, this Netflix uh, TV shows of Daredevil, oh Luke Cage, Punisher, Iron Fist, Defenders. Yeah. I yeah. mean, dude, like this is, you know, we can, you don't have to address all as a whole or each one, but like, right. I just want to say like, like I think the Daredevil is the first one that kind of really came out and, mm -hmm. it, and all of them had followed suit of you. You feel like you're watching a movie. I, yeah, the quality yeah. they put into it, and especially the fight scenes. Yeah, the fight scenes, and you're a big contributor to this. Uh, I mean, listen, I did my part. I wouldn't say big because there are a lot of guys, right, that did amazing work on those shows. Uh, I have a lot of my coworkers that, yeah, a lot of those guys put in way more than I would ever put into those shows, and they did amazing work and. There's a lot of unsung heroes, but, um, you know, again, because I'm a fan of comic books, it, it's, it was great to work on those shows because you're like, oh my God, like I remember reading Daredevil, like Frank Miller's version of Daredevil, Oh yeah. you know, yeah. Luke Cage and the, the immortal iron fist. And so to see that happening now and, and, you know, my generation and, and 
have it live on forever. I'm like, it's pretty wow, wild, this is, man. This is actually kind of wild. Like, I never well, and thought be a part of it, being part of it too, and to be a part of it on top of that. I mean, uh, I mean, how old are you? Uh, old enough, old enough. Well, I'm, <laughs> we're about, we're probably about, I'm about, I'm 39, so we're about, probably about, uh, yeah, about the same same age. Too. So it's like, uh, you know, as, as you come up with it, yeah, like growing up, you know, I was a comic book guy. Um, that's always something that was just like, a, you keep it on the download, personal use kind of thing. Uh, it's not a big like thing that brought up at the school lunch tables and stuff, oh, you know, yeah, you know, yeah. now though, it's completely different. It's just like, everybody is reading comics, watching comic book movies, wearing comic book stuff. It is, it is interesting seeing that change and kind of going in line with what you said there. Yeah. It, it, these shows like who, who would ever guess we would have gotten any of these, let alone no. one of them. And it's funny because, now it's the complete opposite. Now, if you don't know who Tony Stark is, <laughs> yeah, you're you're not cool. Yeah, you're like, oh, what's wrong with you? Like, you've never seen an Avengers film. Like, oh, if you, if you don't know who Thor is, that people look at you like, like, who are you? What planet are you from? Yeah, you know. And I remember years ago when it was like, oh, that's for kids. Adults don't watch those type of films. Like, why are you watching that? Now it's the complete opposite. Like, if you know, you don't know who Star Lord is, like, yeah. Well, that's the Ooh. interesting thing. Like, especially, especially. Uh, I mean, there's so many names to name, but I'll just name the the biggest one, Stan Lee. I mean, this yeah. guy, he, he was throwing a, a look at any of the X Men, whether it's comics, cartoons, movies, you know, anything, mm -hmm. any of that. It had a lot of uh, drama. It wasn't just guys in tights, you know. Uh, he was bringing, bring. He's trying. I I think his original goal was, was to write the great American novel or whatever. Yeah, you know, I, I think. I think. I think the smartest thing that Marvel did as a whole was that they were able to make their heroes relatable. Like the, the biggest problem yeah. that DC Comics had back then, say for Batman, was that everybody was like this unattainable figure. Like you would look at Superman, okay. he was great, right? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Alien from another planet, yeah. super powered being, you can't kill him. Yeah. So, yeah. so as the average Joe, you're like, I wish I could fly, but I'm like, oh, well, you know, what's his biggest problem? Oh, a piece of rock that glows from his planet? Yeah. But then right, you run right. into the X-Men and they have like the social commentary of the fact that humanity against mutants of how they're viewed as outcasts, how they're on yeah. the run, how there's that dichotomy of they're trying to do right by mankind to follow Xavier's teachings. But then you have Magneto on the other side telling them like, no, we should be the dominant species. Right, right. Yeah, so it's you really have telling it in an artistic way, but yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 great seeing the, that come to life, and it's yeah, it's in the same you know conversations as other movies. I know there's a whole um, you know like Martin Scorsese's had some takes on it, and there's you know there's mm -hmm. back and forth on it, like it's the modern day western or whatever. But yeah, yeah it, it is uh, a lot of good rich story. I think that was the other thing it was untapped resource of storytelling. Oh, um, and I, there's another. Um, uh, this is not superhero based, but uh, when you were in Ray Donovan, this looked like a rough day at work to me. So, <laughs> or <laughs> fun day. That was a fun day at work. So, fun day. Man, like, uh, how, how much, I'll put it back, how much goes into, like, for you, uh, whether it's pre previs to finish, like, how, how long does it take you to finish a nice scene like that? I mean, previs for that, when I fought Eddie, uh, was about two days of prep. You know, going through the choreography and going through the entire scenario of the fight and making sure he's comfortable and making sure we're syncopating and we're comfortable with each other and just getting everything down. Yeah. So on the day, there's no like, oh, I didn't know that was coming. 
Okay. You know, it's like a dance rehearsal. You rehearse it and you rehearse it and rehearse it and you know exactly where to spin your partner, where to pivot, where to dip them, where to duck, where the, you know, you know everything. So that way there's no surprises in front of the camera because time is money and you don't want to waste somebody else's money or someone's time. Right. Right. That perfect. And you know, honestly, I, that is uh, like kudos to you. Like that's testament to your work ethic, professionalism and skills. Um, I mean, you people want to rework with you uh, repeatedly. They, you're in all these amazing uh, productions for a reason. So uh, I'm thankful. Oh yeah. I, well that the opportunities and everything and, and, and you seize the opportunities very well. Uh, I mean, the productions and everything you've done are awesome. Mm. Um, what is that like? You know, I mean, it's kind of like, um, you know, especially coming up as we kind of talked about briefly about obviously your martial arts background mm. um, and coming up with just loving, you know, pop culture and things like that. I mean, you're in movies and working with, I believe there's, I'm not sure this is the exact picture, but you, you got to work with like Rick Baker. Um, oh, no, 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 no. I work, I work with, uh, or someone that worked with them or something like that. Someone or? who studied in a Rick Baker that gotcha. was in the VFX okay. and we were having a whole conversation while they were doing that to me. Yeah. It's gotta be pretty yeah. surreal. I, and I saw how the twos went in. I mean, it's pretty awesome, man. Uh, yeah. That, that was for power. Uh, I can't remember what season exactly. And I had to fight 50 cent. Of Kurt Nobody Jackson, go, yeah. 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 I mean, honestly, out of I don't want to say out of everyone that I work with, but you know, you figure fifty. He's got the money. He's got the entourage. He's a rapper. Like he's gonna come in and kind of be a little bit of a loose cannon. Complete opposite. Came in by himself. Drove himself. Showed up to the rehearsal. Did the entire fight himself. Very shy person. Very shy. Interesting. Tells you to call what? him Curtis. You don't call him fifty. You call him Curtis. Oh, like more like that's um, maybe that helps his persona too. Even just you know, I, I, I guess you know, and it took him a little while to open up. But once he did, he was like the nicest person on the planet. Nicest person on the planet. Strong as hell though. Yeah, he, he looks. Yeah, he, he is. He holds his own. Strong as hell. That <laughs> um, boy's got gorilla power. <laughs> Uh, man, I, I, I'm not going to go into every little thing you've done. I just, uh, just cherry pick some things. And if you have any interesting, uh, maybe behind the scenes stories or, or, or interesting things that happen, just feel free if it raises something up in your head. Sure. Uh, this was, uh, amazing. Not only is it such a big franchise, the biggest franchise, if you will, uh, mm -hmm. but just an amazing movie by itself in black Panther. Black Panther. And, uh, I actually, you know, I researched research. I couldn't find the exact things you were doing there. I, I, I had the idea there was some wire work involved. Yeah, there was wire it. work. Uh, yeah. uh, what, what, what did you exactly do in uh, Black Panther? Oh, uh, we were part of Wakabi's tribe that oh, were okay. basically trying to kill T'Challa, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we were part of that tribe. There was a scene in the film where T'Challa jumps over a energy wall and he lands and everybody goes flying once yeah. he explodes. So I was one of the bodies that was yanked out of frame, getting pulled once he lands. Um, That's wild, man. Yeah, that was, man, I think it was like 90 degrees. We were out wow. in Atlanta, I believe. You know, you're wearing wardrobe, a fleece cloak, you're, <laughs> you know, you're harnessed, all your stuff on, you're sweating out of every corner of your body, and, you know, you just have to be on point. Yeah, well, exactly. And what is that like for you? Like, uh, I always, I always like uh, ask people that because you know, especially if someone's used to just normal being athletic body movement, uh, why it works a different 
different story. Yes. Uh, w- yes. What is that like for you doing doing wire work? There's some good footage of him, by the way, guys, on the social media. Uh, I mean, it's it's kind of the opposite in certain senses of martial arts. Like martial arts, a lot of people tend to tense up a lot whenever they they do something or like that. You want to relax. Like the the more you tense, yeah, the more you tense up, the worse it is for you. You know, it's like you try to bend a matchstick it'll break so you want to be like you want to be like bamboo you want to give way so the wire you know takes you can ride it easier as opposed to just stand there like a dead stick in the mud and like have the thing just yank you off your out of your sneakers yeah interesting so it it's it's like anything in life man you have to train and train and train and train and just train and not only train but while you're training mess up mess up like i'm i'm I'm, yeah i'm big on like dude while you're training make all the mistakes you want make all the mistakes so that way on the day whether you're fighting or you're on camera or you're giving a speech whatever it is if you happen to mess up that day it's already happened to you before and you don't have the deer caught in the headlights moment of like oh i just messed up in front of people what am i going to do right now right right yeah like you want to get that out of the way that makes so, so that much way, sense, though. Yeah. Yeah. You want to get that out of the way in, in training, but you have to train. You have to take the time to train, to, to, to fall, to, to get dust yourself off and get back up. And, and there's nothing wrong with making mistakes in training because that's what training is for. That's what it's for, yeah. Yeah. You don't train to look perfect. You train to eventually get to that level of perfection. But training awesome. is where you mess up. Yeah, because, I mean, uh, you know, being on set and maybe – Maybe it's a scenario where it's like, man, we, we got one or two takes with this at best, you know, pyrotechnics or whatever explosions and you're going to want to yeah. be like, we're good. We're, <laughs> I got all the kinks worked out here. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And, and, and honestly, listen, I've been in situations where, you know, you get to set it's daytime. You look at the call sheet, you're like the last shot up. And you're like, all right, well, it's going to be a while. So, you yeah. know, you hang around, see if the coordinator needs anything, carry pads, help out with anything you can. You go to lunch, six hours have gone by, you still haven't done anything. And then whatever, like one o'clock in the morning hits. And they're like, okay, you're up. Oh, man. Dude, and by <laughs> then you've already had a meal. It's past yeah. midnight, so your body's starting to tank and you'll have like one eye open, you're half asleep, and you so have to perform. you got to be ready to go. So, yeah, it's not like a, a planned to. set. Like, you know, I used to play uh, music live and it'd be like, you know, you – ballpark you're gonna go around this time like you know, every yeah. half hour right and this is totally different <laughs> you gotta no. be ready to go and, and you have to be ready to go and, and and it's not only ready to go but you have to make that last take that you do look as crisp as the first one that you did yeah okay so if you're doing 10 takes number 10 has to look just as crisp as number one yeah. so you have to learn energy management right you don't want to nice. go bananas okay. on the first one and tank out and then by the last one, you're like, I got nothing left to throw. It's like, well, you should have thought about that. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Energy. I like the way you word that energy management. That That is what it is. And that's a martial artist mentality as well. You don't just go out there and just throw everything you have at the guy. You, you like you outsmart him, like you're saying, like you, you, yeah. you set things up. How, how much, uh, you know, what do you martial art wise? What do you steadily like to train? And versus, you know, obviously I imagine you train a little everything, but. Uh, well, Muay Thai was like my biggest thing. Like I fell in love with kickboxing. Um, you know, Andy Hug, yeah. Ernesto Hoost, you know, Raymond Deckers, 
you know, you see those guys and I was like, I want to be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I want to be, you know, and then you get leg kicked the first time and you're like, okay, can yeah. I get my money back? <laughs> um, a little reality check. Yeah, you get the reality check hard, especially when you come home with like bruised shins and you're like, I did not know this was going to happen. And you see like some of these guys, not just bamboo trees, I saw, they're kicking like metal poles in half. I'm like, oh. Oh. Dude, yeah, I've seen people. Are still developed, and I've seen people hit things that I'm just like, why? <laughs> why? Like, like, like I'm I'm hurting looking at you. Yeah. Like, why? <laughs> but you know, once that happened, uh, I met this uh, man, uh, Nicolas Sanyak, who was a Savat professor, my Savat professor. Yeah. Okay. My instructor brought him over to teach a seminar, and you know, I've always been interested in Savat. Yeah. Because yeah. again. It, it's, you know, kickboxing, but a little different stylistically. And we just gelled. And every time he came to, to give his seminars, I would drop everything I was doing and go see Nicolas and train with him. And, awesome. you know, like the second year that he came, I, I like begged them to rank me. I was like, please, yeah. I don't care what I have to do. Like, I will stay here all day. <laughs> so, you know, they took us into the back room and gave us the curriculum for whatever glove you were testing because it is by color glove okay and okay he would call whatever technique was out in french and you would have to demonstrate attack and defense wow interesting. oh cool so that was one thing that i studied that i was like wow this is and also he's such a good person Amazing. that it just makes it even more worthwhile when you have someone teaching you and they're just a good-hearted person they're just yeah. a good-natured oh, person. It makes all the difference. Yeah. Yeah. And, and definitely, more uh, yeah. And plus, with the JKD, I've uh, done you know significant amount of Kali and Eskrima under Innocento Lacoste. Oh yeah. Um, just started messing with Jiu-Jitsu recently because you know it's time to take up that side of it as well. Yeah, <laughs> I know. You need to add, just always have you know. I see that you uh, train at uh, Ashi Karagi. How do you pronounce? Uh, what we're talking about your hat. Oh, the Arashikage. There you go. That's how you get it. <laughs> yeah. You got a little everything, a little ninjutsu. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, it, it was one of those things where, you know, you, you figure like, oh, well, every fight starts standing up. Yeah. True. But the moment you wind up on your back and you're like, yeah, okay, I don't want to be here. And on top of, I don't want to be here. I don't yeah. know how the hell to get out. Right. Right. That was that, the feeling that I told that I told myself like I never want to feel that ever again because one of my friends that did do jujitsu was like oh let me show you something and they put me on my ass and I was like he said so innocently <laughs> oh yeah dude and then you know after a while I was like okay get off me like get, like you know <laughs> and it's you develop a respect for the art because you're like man I am getting destroyed and he wasn't hurting me he wasn't doing anything that like he was mauling me it was just that. I was scrambling to try to get out of you know whatever his garden. I see, yeah. And he was just calmly moving around and repositioning and you know, and I'm like, what in the hell is going like how many limbs does this person have? Right. <laughs> yeah. That, that's what I love about like what, what you do, you know. Uh you, you you train multiple styles because to me it's uh I mean you want to have like I guess like your core, you know, basics, you know, and that, that can permeate to anything, but uh, you know, variety is the spice of life. And the mm -hmm. more trained you are in any job, the more knowledge and the more value you have, right? And yeah. uh, I, I, I love that uh, about you as well because 
um, you know, like I tell my guys with jujitsu and, and grappling, it's like, you know, cause you know, it's so easy for different martial arts, whatever they are to, mm-hmm. or what, you know, to be like, this is, this is the one and only thing. It's like, well, I mean, there's, mm-hmm. what if we, you know, if we're going to get into weapon stuff, that, that that's different, you know, <laughs> or even striking, yeah. if we're doing, uh, let's say just grappling and start striking. You're going to, you're going to react differently. So what are you trained for? So that, that's, uh, amazing about you too, that seeing that, I mean, that's a true martial art. I think um, you actually follow a friend of mine, uh, uh, Lavelle Marshall. He's a Shui Zhao. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shui Zhao. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah. Good dude. Yeah. That super... guy's living the life right now. I think he's in Mongolia somewhere right now. Yeah, he's in Mongolia. He's actually, I'm talking with him. Uh, he's going to bring some Mongolian wrestling back to the States. Nice. Uh, and he's setting some, like, uh, some things, really cool things up with that, which if nobody's seen that, that's, that's uh, watching and listening to this, uh, Mongolian wrestling, man, it is it's like Genghis Khan time stuff. It's pretty uh, badass. Dude, he showed me a couple of moves one day, and on top of the fact that he's strong as an ox, oh, yeah, that dude is ridiculously strong. You start to see little things and little tweaks in the game that you're like, oh, okay, I didn't, I didn't think about that. And little foot trips and sweeps and little manipulations yeah. that he does, and you're like, you know, and it's so subtle. And next thing you know, you're on the ground, and you're like, what? the hell just happened how did i get here so yeah so you you develop you know again respect because it's it's something that you would never think about until somebody opens that door and you're like oh all these possibilities are here now okay cool i gotta learn this (laughs) i'm not sure if uh we have any access to uh uh, the horses that they trip the oh dude (laughs) you see lately these tripping horses man that's how they like uh trains He's doing stuff that I'm like, like, what next? Are you going to start catching arrows with your teeth? Like, yeah. like, like what's the next step? <laughs> Don't give my ideas. Uh, <laughs> so I see uh, another thing. We we had uh, uh, Stephen Kepfer on the show. Uh, mm-hmm. You guys had worked together on uh, uh, Ray Donovan and yep. uh, separately, but on the same project with John Wick 3. Wow. Uh, we also, also had the Collier brothers on on there. They're, uh, they're you know, famously in that the Sambo scene. The guys throwing mm-hmm. each other. And man, I I absolutely love this franchise. I believe me, I, I love all the Marvel kind of stuff with the wire work, but this is like grounded, like real techniques being applied. Yeah. Uh, though I mean, they're getting crazy. They're going uh, gung fu and then horse jitsu, and <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> they get very yeah. creative. I love it. I love it all, man. Uh, what was it like working on this? I mean, it was again because I'm a fan, not only of the franchise, but or just film in general. Yeah. It, just being there, you know, and what, what I did was like very minor with them. We we're just getting shot up in that the end scene and the content was anything crazy, but yeah. Oh, okay. You know, Keanu shows up, you know, you hear all these stories that, Oh, he's a really nice guy. He's really down to earth. And you're like, all right, cool. You know, we're there doing our thing, trying not to bother him. And he comes in and he beelines towards the stunt guys. Wow. Like, okay. Sits down with the stunt guy, starts taking off his sneakers, and he goes, "Hi, Keanu, nice to meet you." And you're like, "Okay, I, I kind of, I kind of know, but thanks." This is normal, yeah. Yeah, and he is just the most chilled out, nice, down to earth dude. And then they start shooting, and you start seeing him like go through a fight scene and just wreck shop. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy, dude. It's- you know, mind you, he's in his fifties. Yeah, yeah. He's not a spring chicken. So you see Keanu go take after take after take, and you're just sitting there like, what in the hell is, like, 
If somebody would have told me two years ago, on this day I was going to watch this, I, I just <laughs> kill me now, kill yeah. me now. <laughs> so he just keeps cranking. He's like a workhorse, right? He just, I mean, he just. Yeah, yeah. That dude, that dude is an animal. He, he's, 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 and it's, it's inspiring to see that, right? Because you, again, back to like taking pride in your craft. You're seeing someone who takes pride in his yeah. craft. Great. Like point. he could yeah. easily be like, no, I'm sitting this out. You know, peasants, you guys do whatever you got to do. But he's in there, you know, he's getting his hands dirty, he's covered in sweat from head to toe. He's shooting right-handed, left-handed, rifle, yeah. two guns. Like, he's doing the whole line. You're watching John Wick being John Wick. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's and, insane. Yeah. So you, you just develop a greater appreciation for people that have that kind of a work ethic, for people who take pride in their craft, yeah. that they know that they're providing an experience to their fans. Like the same way how like interesting you, yeah you want to see Tom Cruise do all this crazy stuff in Mission Impossible because right. you, you know you want to see Keanu Reeves flipping people and shooting everybody and their mother in a club and you know <laughs> save the day and come out with a puppy in his hands yeah 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 so it's cool it, it was an honor and it was it was beautiful to see him work and just kind of be a fly on the wall and you know the eighty seven eleven guys those guys are all oh unbelievable they, yeah they're they're on a different level they're not human yeah. But that's the other thing. Like, uh, you, I imagine you can't help but just learn from the experience on set, you know, you know, versus uh, just doing, you know, some schooling on it or whatever. Being on set, working with the, all these amazing, talented, and very skilled people like mm -hmm. that, just to seeing right what you say right there. That's a major takeaway. Like, just seeing how, what he's doing for the craft and, and how he brings it to the fans. Uh, that knowledge you're picking up on it. That's got to be yeah. amazing by itself. I mean, listen, the, the beauty about working on something big like that, even if what you do is, is super minute, right? Or even if what you do completely gets scrapped or it doesn't. Yeah. The fact that you have the privilege to be there and see how they operate, see where where they position the cameras, where the shots are, where the angles are. You're able to see the work ethic, how many takes they do versus what you're seeing on screen. Because a lot of people. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you watch like a Jackie Chan film. And you see Jackie Chan take out 10 guys in a warehouse and he's throwing chairs and he's ducking under stuff and he's flipping, he's hitting people with everything he has in his hand. And then you see the behind the scenes or you watch a documentary and Jackie's That's saying like, yeah, it's like 20 takes. It's like 20 yeah. takes for five minutes of film. Yeah, it's it's insane. You're just getting that, that down perfect. Yeah. So it, you, when you're there and you get to see all these things that you're like, wow, like this is work. It's not just show up and oh la 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 I'm set. like it's right. work <laughs> it's repetition it's trying to get it down till it looks perfect because you are selling an illusion right at the yeah at the end of the day at the end of the day you're selling an illusion but it's getting that illusion to look virtually flawless yeah, and then the other part is you know once the film came out I obviously I went to the theater to go watch it and you sit there and you were watching people like ooh and odd ah, certain things. You were like, oh, I was on set for that. Okay, cool. And you see people's reactions and you're like, oh, oh okay, kind of. And you see people like screaming like, oh, my God, no, shoot him, kill him. Like having their yeah. their visceral reaction to what's happening to John Wick or to whoever's on screen. Yeah. So it, it's cool to have both of those sides and be like, okay, this is kind of cool. Like you're, 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 you're both bringing emotions out of people. That's the other thing. You know, I, like I said, I used to do uh, – you know, music and the, the benefit of playing live is you get that 
firsthand reaction. Like, okay, these guys are digging it, or or maybe we got to take this the set in a different direction. You get the instant kind of acknowledgement yeah. of what's going on. I yeah. imagine, you know, as a, a stuntman, an actor, you know, going to the theater or the premiere or whatever, that's where you see that. Uh, I, th- I think it's even harder when people do like motion cap for like video games and things like that. Cause yeah, everything yeah. stuff in their home, you know? Um, so yeah, I was going to ask you what, what that is mo- like. Mocap mocap is fun, dude. It's yeah, it is. A, it's exhausting as all hell, you know, because you're wearing a head to toe suit and you're basically wearing like, you know, a huge glove attached to your body with a bunch <laughs> yeah. of dots on it. Yeah. And you're doing every possible motion that a video game character could do. So you'll do it and they'll be like, okay, well, shoot right-handed. Okay, now do it left-handed. Now do it from a kneeling position. Now do it running backwards. Now do it strafing sideways. Now do it wow. and fall. Now do it and fall on the other side. And after a while, you're like, my God, <laughs> I need some water. I'm dying. I need some yeah. water. <laughs> yeah. But that, it, that's it, nice. it's fun because, you know, you're you're playing around to a certain extent because, you know, they're they want you to give them as much data as you can. More, more the better, right? I imagine the more even, the better. Even shooting a film, for whether it's TV or movie, I imagine, yeah, the more the better. Especially because most stuff isn't editing, anyways. Is is right? Most of the yeah. you want to catch, capture the magic, but it's you know the way you edit later. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of work, but mo- mocap, it's it's fun. It's 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 awesome. It's one of those things that you know I. I play video games. I love games. So yeah, getting to do mocap, I'm like, oh, so this is how this is done. Oh, okay. But I imagine like when you're involved in a project, you're like, okay, I'm I'm zoned in. Like I'm, you know, I'm working right now, right? And then I was going to ask you like that feeling of, you know, you know, I what maybe what other people can relate to is like, hey, I painted my room or something, mm-hmm. and when you're done, you can sit back, and, ah, I can enjoy the the hard work I put in. So what does that feel like, man? What when you, whatever the project is, whether it's TV, movie. Mocap, whatever. When you're you're done, you're just sitting back and just like, what what is it like absorbing that? And you know you put hard work into that. And what? what it, I, I mean, again, it's like anything. Like what you said with painting the room, or like when you build something with your hands, or you like you cook a good meal. Yeah, it's it's pride in the sense of like I did that, and I'm happy I did that. Not in a boastful way of like, oh my god, right. look at me. But it's more so when you see people having an appreciation for what's being presented. Yeah, you know, like, like the, the worst yeah. feeling on the planet is to create something and somebody go, eh, eh, <laughs> not, eh. You know, like you killed yourself cooking for whatever your significant other and she tries it and she's like, eh. Yeah. And you're like, dude, that took me like three hours. Yeah. <laughs> Take the apron off. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's, it's, it's cool to see the appreciation from like fans or people that watch and they're like, yeah. Oh my God, I saw you on XYZ and that episode was really good. And I was freaking out when you showed up and you're like, Oh, okay, cool. Like, but how was the show? Oh, the show's great. And you know, the appreciation again, like the, the being able to, to get people to react, whether yeah. it be in a, you know, in a, in a positive way or, or they get angry at the main villain. Like, you I always, job, right? yeah, you know, dude, if you're, playing a villain and people are pissed at you you're doing your job you're, yeah you're doing your job you're doing your job <laughs> and you're so getting it, more uh more face I, that, that was the other thing i was emailed then i wanted to bring up um you know like when you're when you're whether it's a, a tv show or a movie or whatever um 
you know, for you, like, do you really have a preference, whether it's uh, a stunt, a fight scene or acting like do you have a, or you just love it all? Like, or where would you want to go with that more? Don't have a preference at, at the, at the end of the, at the end of the day, your title is stunt performer, right? Like your job is to perform. Perform, and yeah. But the job is to perform. At the end of the day, your job is to perform, whether that be fighting on camera, whether that be selling an emotion, whether that be selling scene, whether that be delivering a line. Your job is to contribute to that piece of art that is being created on camera. That's your job. Yeah. So whatever that entails for the day, that's your contribution to that project. If your contribution is to go freeze, that's your contribution. That, if your contribution is to stand in front of a truck and get blown up, yeah. hey, that's your contribution. <laughs> so it, it's just keeping this mindset of like, there is, you know, the, the job is the job. Yeah. yeah your job yeah. is to contribute to art, to create art. How you go about creating that is really up to you, but it's, it's, it's creating art and it's taking pride in the fact that you're creating art. Because it, it's it's film, it's subjective, it's art. It lives on for like after I die, whenever it's that may still, be. Still, yeah, it's still there. Those films are always going to be there. That's amazing. Or the shows or whatever you worked on. That's that's awesome. And, and have that mentality going into it. Yeah, because it is. It's art. It's not just that. That's why another thing I started uh, I'm inviting a lot of uh, stunt performers um, on the show because you know they didn't have as much because it kind of goes with the territory a little bit. Most of the mm -hmm. FaceTime and the interviews and things like that are with the people who you see on the screen. You know, they are yeah, talking. On the poster. Like, yeah, on the poster. But when you watch the the trailer, most mm -hmm. of that's the, the, the stunt performers. Um, mm -hmm. And But, you know, I mean, you get to come out of it like in uh, when you're in Gotham. Oh, yeah. Right? You get the, a little more, more FaceTime. Uh, do you yeah. want to um, – Do you? I was going to ask – I like to ask this too, especially with stunt performers. Do you want to gear um, – not only continue what you're doing, but grow and stunt coordinating, um, maybe even more acting, writing, directing. Like, where, where do you kind of see the future of, you know, some goals you want to do? Uh, coordinating in its in its own, probably not. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that avenue is, you know, I'll fight coordinate, I'll put together fights and stuff like that. That avenue, like, I'm slowly yeah. starting to explore, you know, on my own, just playing around here and there. Okay. Uh, as far as like running the entire, you know, being the captain of the ship that goes down with the Titanic, let's leave that to people who are, who are more experienced in that department than me. But, you know, again, whether it's acting or doing the stunts, like, I really don't have like a preference because to me, it, it they all go hand in hand. Gotcha. I, I like they, that. That's they they hand all go hand that. in hand. Like as a, as a stunt performer, again, your job is to perform. Yeah. Your job is to perform. Like you should have the same ability to throw a punch and throw a kick, shoot a gun as you have to deliver a line when you're required to deliver a line. Yeah. Great, great point. You should be able to evoke emotion whenever you're delivering lines. You shouldn't just be like a wooden person. Like, yeah. Yeah. uh, hi, my name is like, you should be able to convey emotion. Because you're performing, you're performing in front of the camera. You're contributing to the art piece. That's amazing. so. I, you know, I, I don't separate them. You know, is is what we do on its own dangerous? Yeah, there is that element of danger. 
that it, I mean, right. they're just as right. you're, you're physically doing something with your body. And there's yeah. a lot of moving parts to it and you have to be on your P's and Q's and you have to be awake and you have to know where camera is and where your partners are and where the actors are and where background is. And, you know, you have to know, you have to be very aware of what you're doing. You have to train. Training is so important. You have to train. Huge. Yeah. That's huge. huge. I, uh, what do you like to do to, to keep, uh, you know, I'm sure certain jobs you have to maybe learn something new for that or, mm -hmm. or whatnot. And I'm sure you have, you know, stories of, of piecing that as you go through, went through your career. But uh, mm -hmm. what do you, what are the main ones you like to just keep sharp as far as training's concerned? Honestly, right now it's more about mobility and flexibility. Wow. Yeah. I, again, I, that's a, a major thing I've been focusing on, especially teaching as much as I do. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think as martial artists, as a stunt performer, as an athlete, we have this really bad habit, and I'm guilty as hell of this, that it's your foot is always on the gas, right? I gotta go to the gym, I gotta lift, oh, I gotta yeah. spar, I gotta roll, I gotta train, I gotta be on a wire, I gotta hit the trampoline, I gotta flip, I gotta. And then at the end of the week, you're like, yeah. you know, you, you, everything hurts. Uh, oh my God, if I sneeze, my back, this, that, the third. You forget to the same amount of punishment you put your body through. You also have to put that same amount of time into recovering, into yes. Very good stretching, point. doing yoga, balance out your nutrition, sleep. Sleep's huge. Yeah. Sleep is huge. Yeah. Make sure you go to like your chiropractor, your physical therapist, not only when something hurts, but just on a regular, like you tend to go to, right. you know, you tend to go, oh, oh this hurts. People go and nothing's hurting. Just, you know. Get everything. Well, it's kind of like what they say out. about like, like, like uh, being uh, speaking which properly hydrated. So like by the time you're thirsty, you're already, you're already dehydrated. Too late. Yeah. That's so that's a late. that's a great point. Yeah. Yeah. So right now it's more about like upkeep and maintenance, and you know once things resume, um, like I, I I tell you know people when I used to teach, it's like try to work on what you're not good at. Because you all, yeah. we always develop this habit that you always go to what you're good at, and yeah. there's no there's no progress, right? There's no right. progress within your your comfort zone. All progress takes place outside of your comfort zone. That's so it. if you're a really good fighter but you can't drive, guess what? Get behind the wheel. Right. If you're a really good driver but you can't fight, then guess what? Go start hitting the mitts. Go start learning how to fight. Great point. If That's you're great. good at both of those but you can't ride a wire. And guess what? Yeah, we're yeah. So, you know, it, it's all it's all about seat time. So once things resume, it, it's all about figuring out. Okay, what do I do well, and what do I do that's kind of eh? Okay, I'm gonna work on my eh. Yeah, yeah. I, that's a major thing I advocate when I'm teaching students for my martial arts. Uh, is that you know you're amazing in this area, cool. Well work on the area that you're weak on or it's a, the new year's resolution every year for my school. It's like, just mm -hmm. pick whatever you feel you've been the weakest on. And it can be anything, not just martial arts and work yeah. on that thing. Then you'll be well-rounded and, and solid. Yeah. I, and and again, that, that. that carries on into life, right? Like if you're one of these people that you're bad at main, uh, managing your finances, then you know what? Right. Start, start working on that. Work right. on managing your finances. Work on so putting much money. To do, right? There's so, so much, much to, to learn. And, yeah. There's so much to learn. So much to do. Like if if you're 
bad at cooking, like, you know, you're one of these people that you burn water, <laughs> then guess what? Start doing that. Start start Wait. balancing out your skill set. Well, speaking of which, another thing that you're, you're, you are skilled at, I was, uh, I thought it was cool. I wanted to bring it up, uh, is you're oh, amazing boy. at drawing, man. <laughs> drawing, coloring, everything. Is, is that a, is that a tablet or is that? That is my iPad pro. Uh, that's amazing, man. How long have you been drawing? Like just long, as long as you've been into like uh, coming I, in college think, as a kid. I think I learned how to draw before I learned how to write. Oh. <laughs> uh, it, it's again, it's like family. Like my father draws, my cousins know how to draw. Oh, okay. It's something that just kind of carried over. Yeah. And it's, you know, whenever I have time just to decompress, sit there and just start creating something you know late at night or whenever i have nothing to do and just decompress and put something on, on the page and just to yeah. you know, keep the hand educated as well yeah well the choreography i mean and there's a lot i mean there's a lot of uh like uh like ancient you know ancient japan like swordsmen they, they're really mm -hmm. into calligraphy and, and things things along those lines using the same kind of motor skills so to speak and it, it, make, it makes a lot of sense i always advocated to that or even um you know, being a musician that translated amazing to jujitsu or especially like the sambo judo side of things. Yeah. Timing and everything. It all transfers over that the, the timing or, or in this case, even the artistry. Uh, it, 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 it does. I remember when, when uh, we used to have fight camps when I was competing, you know, we're sparring one day in class, whatever. And my instructor puts on like salsa, you know, like it's like some Latin music, something very, very calm, kind of soothing, and everybody's sparring. You know, very light, and they don't take it light. No one's going yeah. crazy. And then he changes and puts on heavy metal, and it was like Slipknot, something really heavy, and people started killing each other. All of a sudden, you start hearing the shots started landing harder, the leg kick started getting bashed in, and at the end of class, he goes, "Did anybody notice anything during the session?" And people are like, well, you know, this, that. He's like, did anyone notice like a difference in tempo during the sparring session? Right. Like, yeah. You guys were sparring a certain way when this type of music was playing. And then I played this type of music. And all of a sudden, everybody started picking it up without me saying anything. It's Why did that happen? That. It incites that, right? It that's, does. That's amazing. So it, 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 I guess the lesson of the class was, all, it was to understand to control yourself and block out a lot of those external forces like those that external yeah. energy that you know you hear something and automatic it's like i gotta kill this person it's like no you can still maintain the right. same calm yeah. you had before regardless of what's going on or what music is playing or who's screaming at you who's booing who's or if telling you're, yeah, you live in an audience or uh yeah yeah because it will happen when you're competing right you get there and there's your people that are rooting for you and there's your opponent's people who are rooting for him and you'll get there and you're hearing kick his ass from your side. And then from their side, they're like, take his head off. And you're like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. And it's learning to kind of tune that out and that, not fall into that moment of like, I have to take his head off. Yeah. You, you don't. You don't. Calm down. It'll, it'll come. It'll come. Chill out. It'll come. Do you plan on doing um, uh, any more fights in the future, you think? or Not, nah, nah, dude. I'm, my, days in the ringer. my days in the Yeah, my days in the ring are done. Um, I, I had my fill. I did my damage. It was, it was fun. It was an experience. It, it right. again, it taught it taught me a lot about myself, about other people. I've traveled. Uh, you know, I love martial arts. 
Um, I love competition. I love watching people compete. Yeah. Because, you know, again, people have this misconception that, uh, oh, like, you're, you're a fighter. Like, you guys are violent or you guys love to fight. And it's like, no, the opposite, dude. Ever since I yeah. started doing martial arts, I haven't gotten into a fight since. I mean, if you train, you know, yeah, especially train, like, yeah, you're usually more cool and tempered. <clears throat> um, I mean, that's a major reason thing that you kind of naturally byproduct get out of uh, doing any martial art, really. You just kind of, yeah. yeah, you're more mellow. Like, about I, it. no, like, I, you know, I, I don't like violence for the sake of violence. Yeah. Because, you know, there's two aspects of it. There's competition and there's combat. Right. Combat right. is what the military does. Yeah. That's combat. When you're overseas or wherever you're at, your life is on the line, it's kill or be killed, that's combat. What you do in the ring where there's a ref, there's a ruling system, your corner can throw in the towel and save your ass if you're not doing too well, you can tap out, that's competition because there's rules to it. You know, you're getting a little trophy or a medal or a belt at the end of the day, that's competition, that's not combat. Great point. So I, I, I think a lot of people can't distinguish one from the other or they think like just because you compete, like you're this bloodthirsty savage person. It's like, yeah, no, I, mean, I. That's a great point because isn't that like a big thing with it? Because yes, if you if you compete, you know they kind of you know even the first like you know I don't know first like ten years of the UFC it was it was deemed like modern day gladiatorial, whatever. It's definitely yeah. become more of a sport. Obviously, yeah. I do miss the style versus style blood sport style though. There's something poetic yeah. about. It. There's something yeah. About the, it. There was some novelty to it to have like that Mortal Kombat, yeah, you know, yeah. Bl- blood sport type, you know, the kung fu guy versus the karate guy, and let's see whose martial arts is better, you know. <laughs> yeah, uh, but, yeah, but there's something with that, you, you know, especially when I'm training officers, like, um, or anybody really, but mm-hmm. like officers on a daily basis would have to use it more than an average bear, you know, yeah, for no job, and mm-hmm. you get in there, and especially when people get to let's say sparring, this doesn't. They have to be just jujitsu, any martial art. You definitely see whatever, whatever experience or training they, they already have or mm-hmm. don't have. Uh, you could tell, okay, this guy right away, this guy has a background football in high school. It's probably the last time he was doing anything combative, physical. Or this guy, yeah. uh, police officers tend to have a really good, I, I call it, keep the ball in front of you thing. They always yeah. have a good way of keeping the guy in front of you. And you can tell someone's a wrestler and this and the other thing. And um, the more trained you are, the more appropriately – and calmly or correctly, I should say, you respond mm-hmm. to actual violence or something physical happening. Yeah. I'm, I'm less likely of pulling a gun out on you if I know I can. Oh, no, I'm we're good. Dude, it, it's like anything that requires a fine motor skill is yeah. training on top of training on top of training on top of tra- training is so fundamental. Yeah. Because training will teach you not to panic not yeah. to freak out not to take not to take things personally because i think right, the biggest mistake cool. a lot of people do when they go to a gym yeah something happens in sparring or you're rolling with someone and someone hits you a little too hard for whatever reason because you know your 50 percent is in my 50 percent. right good point yep and, and automatically oh he hit me hard i'm like dude did you talk to him no but he hit me hard i'm like okay so how does he know that he hit you hard unless you go up to him and and, and be like hey dude can we go a little lighter yeah. You know what that is? And I used to tell some of the guys, like, that's your ego talking. 
Right. Great. Yeah, there's a big, that's a big subject for sure. That's your ego. That's the first thing you leave outside of a martial arts school is your ego because that's the first thing that's going to get you in trouble. Yeah. Because your ego is going to tell you, oh, I'm getting beat up. I should be beating this guy up. I should be at this rank level. Oh, this person got promoted and I didn't get promoted. Oh, he got a strike, but I didn't get a strike. Right. It's your ego talking. You leave that outside. Don't bring your yeah. ego into the school. Great. You're there yeah. to yeah. acquire yeah. information. Yeah, you're a student. You know, you're you're yeah, always. I, in many ways. Yeah, you're always like forever a student. Like uh, yeah. I think I'm not sure uh, George St. Pierre got it, but he had a great quote of, you know, I, I always seek perfection, knowing I'll never attain it. Yeah, it's truth because you, you never stop learning, man. You you you, you keep uh, adding to it or whatever it is. It, it could be you know, like your stunt work. You're, there's another thing that you're gonna have to learn one day for a, a job, or you're always gonna have more. Yeah, dude. Like one of one of the things uh, a friend of mine told me is like, you know, the day you feel like you have nothing left to learn is the day you shouldn't be at the school. Like, yeah. if you really think like, oh, you're the master at something, why are you here? Why are you paying for tuition? Why are you taking class if you're you know, you know it all. Why are you here? I yeah. I love being at that white belt level of mm -hmm. like I don't yeah. I don't know how to do this. Teach me how to do this. Oh, show me how to do this right-handed. Show me how to do this left-handed. Show me how to do this from a kneeling position or on my back or because it, you have something to play with. Exactly. Yeah. Not having something to play with is when you start getting bored because you're like, oh, okay, the same thing all over again. It's like no, yeah. like you you want to have that. Oh, something new, a new toy, a new technique, a new this, a new that. Great point. That's a huge point. I mean, yeah. Otherwise, if you feel like you know it or you've learned all you could from it, like you're not going to put the energy into it that you would need to go to whatever next. And it's false, too. Like it, you, there is a lot more you can learn there. And if you truly can't learn there, mm -hmm. you know, go elsewhere or whatever. But yeah. Yeah. And, and then it's also understanding, like, I, I always say that rules are meant to be broken right you have when you do martial arts you have principles like there's a set guidelines that you have to abide by but nothing is outside of the realm of like oh you can't do that that way well why not like i'm six feet 180 pounds i can't expect someone who's five foot two 130 to do the same thing i'm doing the same way i'm doing it right yeah what works for me might not work for them Great what point. works yep. for them might not work for me because different body types right so i can't go up to that person and be like well that's not how you do that because i i do it this way again that's your ego talking yeah you can always learn more on it and like when this is uh you know things i i they will never go back to normal but like a new normal mm -hmm. like things start mm -hmm. leveling out and all that and productions start getting back up and underway uh like do you have like were you, you were right in the middle of of things or preparing for projects like you got things ready yeah. to go uh yeah we were in the middle of shooting a couple of things when this hit unfortunately and things you know we had to press the pause button and make sure everybody was safe and everybody right. respectfully went back to their families and took care of their loved ones and the yeah. elderly and their children and, and then things progressively kept getting <laughs> crazier and crazier <laughs> I keep yeah. telling my friends, like, I'm kind of half expecting Godzilla to pop out of the ocean at some point. I'll be like, all right, yeah, okay, I knew that was coming. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is it is nuts. I, or even I've been interviewing some people overseas, and, like, um, there's one guy in Israel, and another guy was in, like, in Spain. And they're like, yeah, Europe's, like, talking about getting ready for phase, or not phase, um, second wave, which 
a lot of places in the states are confronting that right now. And um, yeah, we I don't know. Flu season yet? Yeah, <laughs> it, that's gonna be another one. It's crazy. It's crazy. And um, yeah, nobody's real, real really uh, prepared for whatever. But we'll see. But definitely looking forward uh, to see more of your work, man. I mean, you, you've been. Uh, I, I'll even bring this up. I, I didn't get the touch base on this. I mean, you've been. A bunch of amazing things. I mean, Narcos is uh, oh, an amazing God. series in Narcos. I mean, man, the list goes on. Blacklist. This this one, I, everybody should see this movie. I, I just actually recently watched it. And Adam Sandler's at his, like, I didn't know he had, like, acting chops like that. It was amazing. You should see that movie. Do not take your kids to see that movie. No, no. <laughs> Do not take. <laughs> That's not a family that, movie. Yeah, that movie is not for the faint of heart. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, he was amazing to work with super down and it, it's you know again like he's you know talking to us off camera or whatever and he's like you know i'm x amount of years old and you're like and he goes yeah happy gilmore was a long time ago and you're like oh my god <laughs> oh man like you forget that you know yeah. he's been in the game for so long so long yeah yeah but a super super nice guy super nice guy it, it's yeah, and it was all it was amazing, and you know I, I I don't know like you know I it looks like at least the Marvel um, TV shows that might have been same kind of people might have that's how you maybe got connected with the other ones, all these other ones I mean like I said it's it's just testament to to your work ethic and, and what you bring to the table, I, I mean I'll just show two more for uh, people watching uh, Blacklist another amazing show. Uh, blind, well, spot, blind spot, yeah, you know, I think it ends this week, yeah, 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 yeah. It, it's wild, man. Like, you had some, you know, through you know, all these things that you've you've gone through, you you gave them some really good points. And, and what I like about the points you give too is, it, you know, there's really good takeaways for people, yeah. A lot, I mean, a lot of people don't know what to do right now, and I, I think I, uh, that helps a lot of people out. I mean, you know, I mean, as cliche as it sounds, like, right, you kind of have to see the glass half full yeah because at the end of the day yeah you're stuck at home and a lot of people aren't working which is sad yeah. right because people need to pay their mortgages and they need to pay their bills and kids need to go to school and get an education and life has to continue but you're also getting a chance to spend more time one-on-one -on -one with people that you sometimes used to see for an hour a day true yeah yeah I, I got friends of mine that you know work 10 hours a day and then they come home and it's okay, do homework with the kids and yeah. spend like two hours with the spouse and then put the kids to bed and get up the next day and do it all over again. And now they're like, and I'm spending all this time with my kids and we're doing all these things and I'm spending all this time with my wife or my husband and our relationship has gotten stronger. Right. Yeah. Because yeah, you, you're getting to spend that quality time that you didn't have before. Yeah, interesting. It, it, that, it I thought that was uh, uh, the human humanity side of that. I thought it was amazing, you know, feeling that, you know, witnessing that and experiencing that with my, my own wife and kids. And um, and then I also thought it was interesting. I think it was within the first two or three months of this happening. Mm -hmm. uh, you saw like certain like like animals like like deer are running through like downtown cities and stuff now. Like they're kind of like, oh, it's you cool to come out now. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 the pests that are humans aren't around anymore. Yeah, and it is it's so wild, man. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of I mean you know, you can always turn lemons into lemonade. And uh, you know, like like for me, at least um I've been able to do some online stuff with people for, for the the school. 
and we usually do big seminars every year. So like we have mm -hmm. like, whether it's Hoist Gracie or, uh, oh. you know, judo, we had Jimmy Pedro, judo champion out. We usually have like big seminars and uh, we had to cancel all those like, you know, everybody else had to. And that sort of kind of morphed into this show. And I just started really uh, talking with people and, uh, you know, it's, it's amazing. You know, I, I think more people need to know about what, stunt performers do because they do oh, bring Definitely. such such a, a great amount to the table yeah uh, i listen i, I know i know this, this is insensitive, to death but the fact that there's no oscars category i've been saying and that, at, and, yeah and I, listen and at the end of the day you know it's 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 a it's a trophy right it's someone telling you hey here you go you did a good job right but it is also people recognizing that hey you guys are a part of this entire piece you guys are a functioning part of the machine this could not have been completed if it wasn't for you guys right especially with all these films that you have now like in the mcu the oh, mission impossible yeah. films the batman Huge. movies you know it, it it's it's a part of the business that granted for years, it's always been the sense of like kind of anonymity when it comes to stunts because we're like the smoke and mirrors of it all. Like you don't right. want to give away all your tricks, right? But you also want people to know that hey, we're Batman doesn't glide <laughs> through the air. Yeah. Spider Man doesn't sling around unless stunts are involved. Yeah, I mean even even with computers because they're in mocap. So yeah, <laughs> right. I mean even there, how do we make this guy look like he's He's actually human here. Oh, motion motion capture suit. Cool. Yeah. We need a stunt stunt person in there. You know, yes. Yeah. So yeah, there's so much to go with that. It's such a, a, a rich part of the storytelling. And I think, you know, like just like you, yeah, we're kind of we're talking a little bit about with music or mm -hmm. you know, with the sparring thing, uh, same thing with movies or any form of art. It, it is uh inciting some sort of whether it's a mood, feeling, attitude, or whatever, and and that's that's important. So I, I just I just wanted to personally thank you for doing what you do because you oh, do amazing dude. work, man. It's awesome. Thank 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 you, dude. You're out there teaching the masses, you know, martial arts and jujitsu, and again, you're paying it forward, right? You just told me you had all these seminars lined up, and yeah, I don't do that you know, for fun, man. That's that. Well, I mean, it, it's fun meeting people, but uh, yeah, that's that's again people the experience it, it, it's hard to run a martial arts school man i know a lot of people oh, yeah, that do and i'm yeah. like i don't know how you deal with the chaos with the because you're babysitting a uh, yeah, lot of people. yeah to to a point yeah you're trying to you're kind of guiding them through yeah because yeah, yeah you, you've trained a lot of people yeah it, it's um it, it is uh its own thing it's rewarding in many ways and yeah but it's like anything else you know you're you're, you're always learning i i'm just you know even if i was a you know, a red belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu or mm -hmm. a super high-end competitor from Judo or Sambo or whatever, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I'm still a student, you know, like yeah. at the end of the day, Always, I, even then, I'm, you're still learning. You're still Always learning a student. Uh, but trust me, you, you, you have my respect because I, I think that the one thing that being able to, to, to teach has given back to me is that seeing change in people. Right. You see somebody walk into a gym and you see them go through those first steps just like you did of like not knowing what the hell they're doing. Everything's yeah. kind of crooked and kind of wonky. Their balance is off. They're kind of, oh, I don't want to get, you know, you know, beat up. And like, no, 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 no. And then you kind of hold their hand and walk them through it. 
And then a couple of years later, you see them, you know, performing at, at, at a level that you're like, oh, my God, remember that yeah. first time when you walked in and you couldn't do anything? And they're like, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and just being able to see that, to, to yeah, it's un- amazing. Un- just being able to unlock potential. And a person that probably they didn't even know was there to begin with. Training, for sure. And, and, and that was a major staple of, of our conversation today is it, it, whatever you do, it's training. You got to train. train, train. That's, you got, there's no you shortcut. Got, you got to train, dude. That's a one big thing. Training will give you all the tools you need to get through any type of adversity. Because, you know, you're going to fail in training. And you're going to realize that, hey, it's okay to fail. Like, there's... You're not the first person to fail. You're not the last person to fail. Yeah. You know, it's it's like when when uh, you know you're you're a teenager and you're out of the dance and you're trying to ask a girl out. Of, oh no, oh no, dude, you're the per- first person to hear no. Good point. Yeah, yeah. You're not the first person to hear no. You're not the last person to hear no. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's nothing wrong with failing. There's nothing wrong in life with failing. It's part. I mean, it's part of it. It's a major. It's it's, it's part of it. Part the, of the, it. The, the issue is. What do you do with it? Yeah, that's if, if where you, the... if if you fail and you don't adjust and you stay in that mindset of I failed and that's on you. Yeah. Now, Great if you point. take that failure and make something out of it and make the necessary corrections and the necessary adjustments and you progress. One thing that my instructor told me when I was again, when I when I started kickboxing, I was horrible at it. I mean, okay. I still think I'm bad at it, but. You know everything oh you're kicking like a karate guy and this is wrong and your hands are too low and blah, blah, blah. and i would come home frustrated i'm like why am i doing this like i suck it's been three months i'm not getting any better i would spar and i would you know people would mop the floor with me and i'm like what is like why am i doing this and one day he pulled me to the side he's like listen i need you to get one percent better and i kind of looked at him come like one like one percent like not 30 not one percent like listen if you get one percent better every day in a hundred days you're going to be a hundred percent better that's wow that's amazing and it's super confrontable and super doable right super achievable right it's about setting achievable goals just take every single day and get one percent better and in a hundred days three months from now 90 days roughly you'll be a hundred percent better than where you started Great point. How, how did you actually, uh, uh, I guess, get involved in getting, you know, TV and film and things like that? How'd you actually segue with that? Uh, I was uh, assisting one of my instructors to teach a class. I believe it was on a weekend. And there was a, a friend of a friend who was at the gym at the time. And I think he saw me sparring one of the students. And he came up to me and he's like, hey, you know, like you move fairly well. You know, I can tell you're a martial artist. Have you ever done any film work? Excuse me. And um, I was like, well, you know, not like I've done like music videos and stuff here and there, but nothing oh, like cool. okay. I didn't think, you know, nothing to the point where I'm like, this is my career. Right. right. So he says, hey, listen, you know, I'm working on a, on a show. You know, here's an email. They're looking for people your size and your bill. They think, you, you know, wow. you should send it in. And, you know, I gave it like a week. I kind of forgot about it. And then I was like, yeah, yeah. I found the email. I was like, All right, send the email in. I hear back like two hours later. And they're like, hey, um, you know, can you send us a photo? Send a photo. Can you send us like your measurements? Would you be willing to come by the, uh, you know, this place for an audition? I was like, oh, okay, this is happening. 
<laughs> you know, went to the audition. You know, they tested me out. I passed that part, went and did, you know, an episode or did another episode. And then they were like, hey, we need you to get your SAG card. Or we can't keep hiring you. <laughs> it's like, get oh, I, yeah. So it's like, oh, I need to spend money to make money. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I see how it is here. Yeah. Like anything so, else, you know, though. Yeah. Yeah. Like anything, you have to make an investment, right? That's that's very interesting. I we we had uh I interviewed uh Kung Lee and he's he's uh absolutely phenomenal. Mm. Uh been a big fan of his for a long time and and yeah, of course Sanchu champion and, and yeah and, and he was on into the Badlands. Yeah, and then you started getting that. I I even asked him, it's kinda like that. He's he's like, you know, uh, I think he went to help a buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if it's a fight breaker. I was like uh, my buddy was doing his thing and I helped him out, and then the next thing you know, I want to be in it. Um, but I, I think it's interesting. Like, it's not like, uh, I mean, you always imagined hmm. doing things like this or wanted to. And then, um, yeah, I guess there's no, what I'm trying to get to is like, there's no, like, this is the one path. You got to go to Juilliard. All right. And yeah. you have to <laughs> do this next thing. Um, or you have to go to this specific stunt school. You can, you, you can, those are avenues. But I love hearing yeah. that, um, you know, you know, everybody's story on that. That's awesome. Just yeah. I mean, there are many, like, you know, like I know people that were dancers before they got into stunts. Wow. I know people that were hockey players and then they got into stunts. I know people that were scuba divers and then they got into stunts. I know people that were in the military and then they got into stunts. Like when you start talking to the guys and you start finding out like, you know, what did you do before this? And you start hearing all the stories and you're like, how the hell did you wind up here? Yeah. yeah. And then you start thinking back on your own path and you're like, oh yeah, how the hell did I wind up here? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you start to see that there, there's no like universal path. It's basically life gives you certain options, and then it's up to you to make something of that or not make something of that and Great live with yep. your choices. That's that's a, a phenomenal point. Yeah, I, I think uh, that's a nice takeaway too. Is uh, you know, like there there are there's more than one path to you know if you have a goal, and sometimes like you said, you you don't know the goal is your goal yet too you know it, no. you know it's very interesting and or what the oppor opportunities that presents themselves but there's more than one way to get to that route i thought that was uh, another interesting part of your story with this you know because i had people on too that were like you know to me i would think you know okay stunt man especially did you know or, or you know or stunt woman they maybe have a big fight background because they do a lot of fight scenes and, mm -hmm. and a lot of people i interviewed whether they did some stuff or a lot of stuff, um, a lot of them at stunt wise, performer wise had a gymnastic background and it made a yeah. lot of sense when I heard it, but I was like, I never would have thought of that, but they can really move, control their body and, and, and all that. So yeah. it made a lot of sense. Yeah. So there's so many avenues or yeah, like you said, like this, this guy's got a scuba diver background. Cool. He's probably going to, Hey, there's a shark movie coming up, right? Oh, we got this guy. And then that can easily think anything. Yeah, I mean, listen, to be in the business, uh, like, one, know how to take directions. Key. You have to be able to know how to take directions. Be accountable in the sense of do your homework. Like, don't expect yeah. someone to come and hold your hand all the way through and be like, hey, this, uh, like, granted, if it happens, great, God bless. Right. But also do your homework. Like, do your research. Like, Train on on your own, like learn how to do things. Ask if you don't know how to do something, dude. Ask. There's no shame in asking. Great point. Yeah. But you you know you also have to do your part because it is 
it's an individual journey. It is your career. It's right. your job. It's your ass that's on the line if you mess up. Literally, <laughs> yeah, literally. So, so yeah. you know, you have to put in. You have to put in the work. You have to put in the work. You have to do your research. You have to do your homework. You have to, you know, train and understand the lingo and understand camera and understand angles and understand where you're supposed to be and. Uh, you know, look at fight scenes if that's what you want to do. You want to be yeah. a fight guy? Start looking at fight scenes. See how Jackie does things. See how Scott Atkins does things. Yeah, yeah. See how you know the different trends. Like when you when we had Shaky Cam with all the Bourne films. Oh, yeah, great point. Yeah. You know, start looking at old film footage. Look at like Akira Kurosawa, Seven Samurai, and oh, see how he composed pull. all his scenes. Great pull, man. You know, yeah. watch Yojimbo, like start looking at Amazing. the old and then watch the new. So you have that contrast and that understanding of a film. I think it's like anything else. I mean, I've heard a couple of other uh, stuff performers have brought that up. So like you want to get good at like fight scenes, watch a lot of fight scenes. And yeah. it was the same thing when I was learning to write music. I'm like, man, you know, how do you write a song? OK, you can learn how to intro, da, da, da. Dude, just learn a lot of songs. Yeah, but I mean, what what do you what do you have to do to, to you know you have to pick up your instrument at a certain point yeah. and start messing around with it. Yeah, it's you the know, same. And start, so it's universal, but yeah, it, it makes so much sense. Whatever you want to be good at, do do it all the time. Or or even I think you mentioned at the beginning of your view was uh, you know about learning a another language. You know, because everybody's got free time, right? And, yeah. Uh, but the I mean, biggest thing well. to say about or you you actually literally experienced uh, Rosetta Stone in person. Uh, having to move to Puerto Rico, uh, learning Spanish because you're like I don't know Spanish, and they do say a lot of with language. Um, the best way to learn a language, or to, or best or quickest way, is to be immersed in that world. So you kind of yeah, dude. I mean, what what helped me out the most was that when I was a kid, my mother didn't speak English very well. Like her English was very you know like okay. one or two words, so she spoke Spanish. My father's Spanish wasn't as good as her. So when I was home, I had to talk to my mom in Spanish and I had wow. to talk to my dad in English. Wow, really? So, you know, I, I, I kept that, you know, my mother's side of the family, everybody speaks Spanish, barely anyone speaks English. Talk to all of them in Spanish. My father's side of the family, most everybody dominates English. I had to speak to them in English. So you, you, you keep that as you're growing up and, you know, right. still carry it to the day, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank goodness. Um, I'm going to uh, wrap up the show here, man. Thank you so much for your time. Let me ask you before we end off, though. Sure. Uh, put the links up here. Uh, he's got YouTube channel, guys. Uh, Vic Plajas, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Look him up on IMDb. You'll be Jeez. glad you do. Chances are you've, you've seen a lot of his work and are a big fan of it. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to direct them to that I didn't have up there? I, I mean, you have stuff up there that I even forgot existed, so I think you nailed it <laughs> like, down. Oh. I was like, oh, wait, oh, okay, I'll yeah. that up there, okay. <laughs> awesome, man. Uh, man, it's been great meeting and talk with you. I'm going to end things off for everybody here, and uh, I'll have you hang out just one extra minute afterwards. Sure. Cool. Awesome. Uh, thanks, everybody, for watching and listening, and uh, until the next one. Thanks for listening, everyone. Hope you all enjoyed the show. For more great interviews and content, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Legends and Master Show. Also, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Be sure to go to our website, www.legendsandmastershow.com, and join our email list for all upcoming shows, events, and articles. See you on the next one.